One of the stained glass windows in the parish is from Woodstock College, which was where many of the Jesuits uh, had their theological studies before it closed around 1970. So for nearly 50 years at least, that window has been in our parish. There's also a matching one of St. Robert Bellarmine. But St. Isaac Jogues is the one that we're going to reflect on today. There is a good story of him in the Jesuits Global website and of the other martyrs with whom he is celebrated and remembered today. I refer that website to you if you go to jesuits.global and read it. But for our reflection today, let's remember this man born in 1607, left to the new world almost 30 years later, landed in Quebec and traveled inland on a 19-day journey. About 10 years later, he was martyred. During that time, he ministered to the Hurons and at one point was at the baptism of 120 converts. Certainly, that would have been a long time to go through all the ceremony for that. But imagine what it was like for this man on fire with the love of God that he learned from the Jesuits, that he learned from his youth in France, and what it must have changed in the long ride across the Atlantic, which takes longer going uh, to the west than it does to the east. And his time traveling by canoe and portage, which is when you take out the baggage from the canoe and carry the canoe and all the baggage around rapids. That travel inland, which the Jesuits website said was 900 miles, took him 19 days. All that time sleeping rough, wrapped up in blankets, under furs or deer leather. That experience must have been something that took him out of everything that he had ever experienced before. A man who probably had never slept outdoors was sleeping outdoors for nearly three weeks. He was carrying everything that he had with him and had to carry it along with a canoe and their other baggage. All the time wearing the black cassock that the Jesuits had given him. Maybe he had a spare too but I'm sure he looked kind of raggedy when he arrived among the Hurons to whom he ministered for several years. During that time, I think his ideas of what he was going to do as a missionary changed and his encounter with people who did not speak his language in trying to explain God to them, trying to explain the theological concepts that he would have learned in a way that they understood. I think he would have been surprised that they did not have a written language and yet were able to learn several languages because not just their dialect, but the dialects of other Indian tribes with whom they interacted would have been essentially separate languages. And the people to whom he ministered and with whom he lived would have been far more intimate with the natural world than he would have ever have experienced. These were people who had to build their own dwellings, 
they had to catch, gather, grow their own food, something which he had probably never had to do. When Isaac Jogues was in France for the first 30 years of his life, he probably never had to acquire the means of living that he had now had to when living among the Hurons. When he wanted candles, he probably got them from a shop or from a storage. When he needed light from oil lamps, it was easily available. And now his warmth were fires. His light, probably not oil lamps or candles. And he was out among the wilderness in ways that he would have probably felt uneasy for several years, hearing the sounds of animals at night, bulls, bears, worrying about snakes and bugs of all sorts. That intimacy of being out in nature must surely have shaken him to the core and helped him form a new understanding and appreciation of the people with whom he lived and to whom he ministered. And he probably got a sense of their understanding of God and used that to help explain to them the Holy Trinity and Jesus's great love for us and the gospel, which he would have had to work to translate from Latin into their language. St. Isaac Jogues must have come to love the people whom he ministered in a new way that he never would have imagined when he set out at the tender age of 29 and a new priest. At some point, he was captured and had his fingers mutilated. You can see that on that stained glass window. And he went back to France after the death of others whom he administered with. He got permission from the Pope, I think it was Urban VIII, so that he could say mass because he could not normally hold, hold the hosts. And when he did so, he went back and ministered again. He was captured and eventually was martyred. When he went back, he didn't have to. People could have easily said, you can't be a priest there. Stay here, tell us about the new world. Explain to us what's going on. Help us write down the language you learned. But he wanted to be with the people to whom he felt God was sending him. Throughout all of history, we've had many martyrs that have wanted to be with the people whom they're ministering to. Those stories I've always found fascinating. And they are, in essence, to me, more heroes than many rock stars and athletes, politicians, even great explorers, because they wanted to be with those people, to share with them the great love of God and ending up suffering like they were, living under their conditions. Ever since I was a youth, I've been drawn to that window of St. Isaac Job's. I've not become a missionary. I do not go out uh, even among the stars at night and sleep outside, not something I've done recently. But I imagine that the great love that God inspired in St. Isaac Jogues when he was a young Jesuit was tempered by his experience among the Hurons, 
of New York and Quebec. And the great love that he had even for those Mohawks who killed him, who martyred him, showed in their conversion and their growing to be in relationship with God in a new way. I'm sure he was their advocate from heaven. So when we read about St. Isaac Jokes and his companions and other missionaries and people who have lived among people in need of care, of dialogue, of hearing about the love of God, having the love of God reinforced with them, whether or not they were baptized. We should always remember that we too are changed by the people to whom we minister. And God is always in our encounter if we approach that encounter with humility and with grace and with great love and a willing to serve God first and put our egos aside. Let us always pray for peace in our hearts, in the hearts of the people to whom we minister and in everywhere around the world. St. Isaac Jokes and Companions, pray for us.